0: First of all, just fuck karaoke. This is the single most anti-karaoke
1: show that you're ever going to listen to. Yeah, we should actually make sure it says fuck karaoke. Well, yes. If karaoke is your favorite thing, I we're not friends.
0: Karaoke is one of the worst ideas that anyone has ever had. Who invented this? Karaoke is not the same thing as just singing along to some music that you like by the way because there's a microphone and a sound system involved as soon as you do this we're now talking about an entirely different thing it's the difference between imagine if every birthday party you were ever at and everyone starts singing happy birthday to the person all right that's singing along to a song karaoke is if you give A random person in the room, a microphone. Hey, buddy, how about a quick happy birthday real fast? We're all just going to sit here. That's a very different situation. If it was your birthday, which one would you rather have happen? Everyone's voices just sort of (laughs) blending together to where no one really stands out. Of course, there are some awful singers in there, but who cares because they're being... They're drowned out by a chorus singing along with them
1: versus hand it to Uncle Mike real fast. Also, the people just are doing it together for fun. They're not trying to be rock stars, which is often what karaoke is, is somebody living out their failed rock star dream. Or that they're still chasing if you're in uh, Nashville. That's true, true. Yeah, karaoke, especially where we live, is even worse because everyone is either an aspiring rock star or some people are actually like paid musicians already. So they just, you know, take it so serious. so serious. Every night's the Super Bowl. This is
0: what we play for, man. This is what we practiced. We got to go tonight because you never know who's going to be in that room, man. You never know who's going to be in the room. Exactly. You never know, right? That's the whole thing is you never know. My least favorite karaoke karaoke guy is frank sinatra karaoke guy yeah the
1: lady do. is a tramp it's like dude really get really serious well, and they go method yeah. and they
0: drink a fucking
1: <laughs> tank of tequila before they go up there everyone gets method though. maybe this is what we need to do We need to go on tour. Mm -hmm. Everywhere we go on tour, we'll go to karaoke night and see if it's the same everywhere. If it's just, maybe it's just us. Maybe karaoke is great. Maybe we're the bad ones.
0: Are we the baddies? If you've lived in Nashville and done enough traveling to where you at some point ended up in a karaoke bar in practically any other city, the contrast is wild. Yes. It doesn't make any sense. Karaoke in other cities is a place where people go get on a stage and sing a song
1: poorly because that's fun to I'll them. Think, well, other will it further. In most places in the world, people probably do it when they're drop dead drunk, having a good time, LOL. Right. They don't go soberly just show how good they can no. sing. No. <laughs> It's not taking that open mic hostage. Right. It's still awful. I have seen people that are auditioning for something, but they're doing it through karaoke and they're dead serious. And these are the psychopaths that do like six songs a night. The thing is, is if I'm at a bar for an hour and I see the same person every other song or something, because you see, or no, the freaking D, the, the karaoke DJs are the ones that do the karaoke sometimes. Yes. Even worse.
0: I think they have to do it if no one else will do it just to justify having <laughs> the rig there or maybe they get paid to do it or maybe they maybe you've got to do it to get people involved because it's completely unnatural behavior
1: what bartender wants to work karaoke um, night i mean is that a thing you
0: a sick motherfucker yeah.
1: if you want to work karaoke <laughs> night,
0: you've got things to talk about right. you
1: have stories if that's what you want to be doing if you wait tables you don't want to work sunday mornings mm. and i'm assuming if you are a bartender you don't want to work karaoke night
0: in our christmas episodes we always make sure to give a shout out to people who work retail in the winter months they suffer such a terrible job i think anything that would require you to be in a karaoke environment for hours at a time has probably got retail during the winter beat
1: because here's the thing if you work at a karaoke bar there really are only probably 20 songs oh yeah that anyone ever fucking does it's the same yeah. songs everywhere. you It's very rare that somebody does a song that you're like, oh, I've never heard that before. And there's always somebody that's going to put on Don't Stop Believing. Going to happen. That's why we're
0: talking about karaoke right now. It's because yeah. it's the first thing I think of when I think of this song. A karaoke standard.
1: Karaoke standard that is butchered. 99% of people can't even come close to the range that well, is no. Stephen Perry. Don't stop believing. <laughs> It's really strange that
0: Journey for some reason became a karaoke band because the entire reason for Journey's existence is that they have an incredible singer. Steve Perry is the single reason anyone's talking about Journey in the year 2019. Yeah, at all, let alone all this other stuff, let alone them having some song that is one of the most popular and well-known His songs in voice existence
1: is more recognizable than anything. You could pick out his voice. When he does his solo thing. I guarantee you're going to go, oh, that's the guy from Journey. It's
0: as recognizable as Sting. I've never heard someone say, is this Sting playing right now? You right.
1: know it's Sting, dude. Right.
0: The only reason you would ask, is this Sting playing right now? is because you want to see if someone <laughs> else will let you start talking about Sting right now. You've got some story.
1: <laughs> right oh,
0: man. You don't
1: have to turn right. Now. Yeah, this is going to be our karaoke episode. It's a karaoke episode sing along. So Steve Perry's like, if Sting could sing. I do think Steve Perry does obliterate Sting in every way, shape, or form. Of course. One thing I want to back up
0: real fast. I just said Steve Perry's an incredible singer. I'm sure someone's freaking out like, aha, gotcha! Right. It's so funny when people listen to this podcast and think that we're jealous of the bands that we talk about. This is one of my favorite responses to your favorite band sucks. We're just jealous of all these bands. (laughs) Yes. I'm, I'm really jealous of Steve Perry. Let me get this straight. You think I want to be anthony ketis or bono (laughs) no i promise you that is not the case Uh. so right out of the gate i'll say it can i sing like steve perry no i cannot also what i can't do is fit a bowling ball into my asshole if you showed (laughs) me a video of someone shoving a bowling ball into their asshole i'd tell you that i didn't like it i don't (laughs) want to watch it anymore and it isn't because i'm jealous Of the person who can fit a bowling ball in their
1: asshole. It's like Mr. Hands, but with a bowling ball.
0: Don't please don't Google (laughs) Mr. Hands. If you have no idea what Mark's talking about and have decent friends in your life, please do not Google Mr. Hands. Google it at work. (laughs) Don't do that. Oh, man. But here's something else. If you can get any person who's ever been in Journey... Any person who's ever been in this band, of the 15 of them or something, 20 of them, you get them to make 10 episodes of this podcast. And if they're better than we are at it, I'll quit. Yeah, How about that? Fair, yeah. If anyone who's ever been in Journey is better at making this podcast than we are,
1: I yeah. will fucking quit making this show. It's an official challenge. Send this to someone in Journey. I don't know who the official members are anymore because it's a rotating shit show of people. But whoever's currently in the band, you go ahead. We'll see who's jealous of who. We'll quit. I quit right now. Yeah, let's just quit right Except now. Steve Perry.
0: I've never heard Steve Perry
1: say anything negative about anyone. He actively avoids Yo, being negative as much as possible. I thought he was dead. 100% not kidding. Legitimately thought that Steven Perry had died because I knew the story of the dude. They found the singer and they, you know, it was a, yeah. it was a story for Rockstar or whatever movie. I thought it was because he died. I did not <laughs> realize it was just because they were like, okay, screw you, dude. We're going to go find someone else. It's hard to dislike
0: steve perry it really is because the guy is a great singer and he just quit music because he didn't want to fucking do it anymore the most baller thing that
1: anyone has done on this show in my mind it was funny is that i have always hated journey but now knowing that they replaced their living breathing singer well dude he's the band Go without the guitar player. Sure, you're replaceable. The drummer's replaceable. Shit, anybody can, you can't You can go without Steve Perry, dude. He's alive. He said his hip hurts, so get him a chair.
0: It would be better if they toured with a Steve Perry hologram exactly.
1: than to find any other
0: person. They should have
1: somebody dressed up as Steve Perry
0: wearing a Steve Perry mask. So when you're listening to Steve Perry, you're listening to someone who is singing at the absolute upper limits of their yeah. vocal range, yeah. and you take that out on tour every night. That's not easy to do. If you want watch live footage of this band's concerts, you will see he doesn't even try to hit some of the notes. Right. Which is better.
1: I think they're not knowing your range. He
0: chooses a different note ahead of time that will work and hits that instead is what he's doing. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he can't hit the notes that he's trying to hit. Whereas someone like Bon Jovi is an example of someone who, tries
1: and fails to yeah, hit the well, notes. Yeah, well, here's the thing. When I saw a live Bon Jovi thing, he had a female backup right. singer that he harmonizes with. Yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about that in the Bon Jovi episode, if you happen to miss that you one. You know, I think sometimes it's just better to know, okay, either A, we don't play these songs anymore because I can't sing them, or B, I'm just not going to go. Can't go for it three nights in a row. We could do two shows a week. Also, Phil Collins, when he plays live now, he's like in a chair. Not a wheelchair, but like Well, you can do that if you're a drummer. He's not drumming. It Doesn't matter. That posture people have seen him though. so they're used to that yeah it's branded. Steve perry can't get away with that no put him in a robot suit like make him robocop
0: started to get burned out singing this way every night and started doing a bunch of drugs to try to you know get through it so he was like okay this isn't working for me anymore i'm just going to not be in this band they do a reunion at some point and he's got now got hip problems because he's older his doctors tell him that a hip surgery is necessary mm-hmm. he's doesn't want to get that surgery. For whatever reason, maybe he's
1: scared, I don't know. (laughs) Sorry, I have to interrupt for one second. When I'm reading this story, I thought he was... I thought it ended with him having hip cancer and dying. Until this episode,
0: I thought that he quit because he fucked his voice up. Just because I I could hear that he's always singing his... High as he can sing, I know that that'll fuck your voice up. So I just assume that's what happened to him. But no, he, first of all, was just like, "Ah, I'm doing too much drugs. I'm going to stop. Right. Then after he came back, the band was like, You have to get that surgery. And he didn't want to get it. So they said that they wouldn't book the tour with him.
1: Right. That's like me going on the road without you and being like, Yeah, I'm going to do your favorite band. Sucks just me. Doesn't go over well. It's dickish. It looks bad.
0: Since then, Journey's had a bunch of different singers. So I think that's about as much of the history of this band as I care about, really. There are a couple more things we'll probably say, but this isn't a band that really warrants time on the history. There aren't a lot of good stories here or anything like that.
1: No, you know, it's one of those bands that there's a Wikipedia page just for the members of Journey, because there's been so many members of Journey. If there has to be a freaking bar chart of different members playing on different records and new people, I mean, that's just, it's not even a band. It's a business. I think the word band member
0: should be a lot more exclusive, honestly,
1: because a lot of these people were band employees. Is your name on the LLC charter? No, you're not in the freaking band. There are
0: so many episodes of the show where we have to say it's not accurate to call yourself a fan of a band if you really only like the two songs by them that you like. Yeah. Many of the bands that we talk about on this show, most of the people walking around saying they're a fan of that
1: band, actually two songs that they like. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. Apart from reading the story, I didn't really do actually any research on this band Because if Journey's your favorite band, maybe we shouldn't make fun of this band. Maybe this whole episode should be about making sure that you're okay. Are you okay? If Journey is your favorite band, I mean.
0: I don't know how a rational person could decide Journey is their favorite of the 10 bands that everyone knows songs by. Anyone who's heard more than 10 songs in their life has heard the song Don't Stop Believing." If you've heard 10 actual individual songs by anyone in your whole life, one of them is Don't Stop Believing" by the band Journey. 100%. There's no way. I would be surprised if you could get through a week of life in this country. Yes. A week of American life without it. And you go out in public. I was going to say, if you go to a bar or a grocery grocery store, the mall, anywhere that has music playing. If you hear music in public every day, I would be surprised if you could get through a week without hearing Don't Stop Believing by the Band Journey.
1: Sure. It's ubiquitous. It is absolutely unavoidable. And God forbid you listen to classic rock radio. You're going to hear it 10 times in a day. This is
0: classic rock radio setting. A. If you don't play Journey every hour, yeah. I'm pretty
1: sure you get fired. The 10 Journey songs that everyone knows, and that's all they play.
0: As much as we say, you're not even a fan of this band, you know one or two songs that you really care about. For Journey, it's a million times more true mm-hmm. than any other band. It's pretty amazing how drastic the difference is on the spectrum of Journey Awareness. Again, anyone who's heard more than 10 songs, one of them is Don't Stop Believing." That's one end of the spectrum. That's mm-hmm. a lot of people. That's 90% of people alive. All the way in the other end of that spectrum, you've got the 10 people who know the name of every person who's ever been in this band, when they were in this band. They're a walking, talking encyclopedia of Journey. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with that person, but there are only nine more of that person to worry about, so I guess it's all right. Psychopathy. All yeah. 10 of those people have something going like, on.
1: Look, if you walked into someone House, and the first thing that you saw was a journey poster, you should probably just leave. It's not that deep, man. Like, this band is not warranted. Or if that. somebody goes, What's your favorite song? and they go, Don't stop believing, that's fucked up, dude. It is. I, I have, don't think I've ever met anyone with that said those words to me, but that would scare the shit out of me. You're not joking. Like, I mean, I would, first of all, I would laugh. Because they'd be like, oh, yeah, I mean, ah, I get it. You're trying to be funny. <laughs> anyone 12 or younger,
0: I would maybe give a pass to. There's probably a kids' Bop version of Don't Stop Believin'. percent So they could just like the song. Yes. Most people have heard that song. I don't think most people would notice if anyone in this band not named Steve Perry had been delivering their mail every day for mm-hmm. the last 10 years. Again, I, I would bet. Over 50% of people who know the name of the band Journey don't know the name Steve Perry. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, this song is a whole different thing on its own other than people who like music. People who, if you said, do you like music and they said no, do you know the song Don't Stop Believing"? Yes. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You don't even have to care about music to know this song.
1: And before all of you people spend your hard-earned time typing in the youtube comments or wherever you leave comments for the podcast saying well if they were really that bad why would they play it so often they play all sorts of songs that you think are trash all the time yes that is not a valid argument if it was a bad song why would they play it so much because people have horrible taste in music you dumb shit that's why they play shit shit songs all the time everywhere Now that we've sold a bunch of shirts, maybe people will start responding to them wearing our shirt. We get tagged and... Post all the time, I see. Yeah, if you get a shirt at YFBSpod.com. I want to hear the stories. Oh, I definitely want to hear some stories.
0: I bet it's a lot of people laughing at the shirt. I bet when you're walking around in a shirt that says your favorite band sucks on it, you get a lot of people who
1: aren't dumb as fuck going, that shirt's funny. I hope. It's a great conversation starter or ender. If you're a single person and you're someone that goes on dates, you should buy a shirt and wear it on a date. Mm-hmm. It's a great litmus test. Figure out right away, oh, this person I'm going on this date with's band is weezer text your friend hey uh, can you call me in a minute and tell me that you really need my help get the fuck out of there yeah
0: if you think you like the band journey here's what i would like you to do it, here, if you think you like the band journey and you don't own first pressings of every album on <laughs> vinyl here's what i would like you to Try do: to put a bowling ball yeah. up your ass <laughs> as, as long as you don't own more than two journey t-shirts Get on Spotify, go to the This Is Journey playlist that Spotify makes based on an algorithm of what people know and listen to by this band. Hit play on that. Around the 10th song, you're going to start realizing, first of all, you don't know as many Journey songs as you thought that you did. And around the 15th song, I'd say you're going to start wondering if Journey sucks and you only think you like them because you like what's familiar. If that's not what's going on there, why don't you like the Journey songs that you
1: don't already know? Let that playlist go, baby. Just let it ride. See how long you can make it. If I play Journey Deep Cuts without Steve Perry's voice, like if you could do like a cover version that was a perfect cover, but not Steve Perry's voice, you would never know those songs. No, other than Don't Stop Believing," That's
0: absolutely true. I'm pretty sure that there are about 10 Journey songs that are worth talking about. So we'll spend this episode probably just talking about those 10 songs that people know because that's all that Journey is. These 10 songs are in the set list. They're not busting out, let's play our fourth album front to back tonight, guys. (laughs) They're not doing that. 50
1: years of departure, cover to cover. (laughs) Yeah, so
0: we're going to take our cue from the band and structure this episode around the 10 Journey songs. I will say all 10 of these songs come from about a five-year period in this band's existence, which started when their manager told them steve perry was their new singer because they're done being a rock band it's time to start being a pop band and start making singles that sell albums so we can all make some money Mm -hmm. by the way you're also going to be working with queen's producer so get used to it this guy's like look at how much money foreigners
1: making there
0: is enough of that money for us to take some (laughs) of it okay
1: yeah yeah exactly They're writing these huge pop songs. You guys could do it too. You're as
0: cold
1: as ice.
0: While we're talking about Foreigner, they're a way better band
1: than Journey. They are Journey. way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone with a brain would say that Foreigner is trash. But if there's a level of trash, Journey's Dude, much further down the road of trash.
0: Go to Foreigner. This is Foreigner playlist yeah, on yeah. Spotify. Those are better songs. And those first ten songs that you know, enjoy some rock and roll. Same situation. Much yeah, better you, songs. It, it might actually be eleven. <laughs> Hot Blooded is one of those songs. Yeah. Just in case you're a dork. Hot
1: blooded. <laughs>
0: Wheel in the Sky is the first Journey song that really...
1: Wheel in the Sky keeps on turning. That's the one in case you don't recognize it. We can't play songs because we'll get copy strikes or whatever bullshit happens. We probably could, but I just don't want to. I think that this show is more enjoyable without the without song it. clips. Yeah, I think it's more enjoyable when we we sing.
0: We're... We're singers. Usually better yeah. than listening to the music, I think. I would rather listen to us do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Beastie Boys episode, for example. No fucking way do I want to make people listen to... Wh- the band that we're calling probably the most annoying musical act of all time on purpose. (laughs) They're on purpose trying to be annoying as hell Mm. and they do a pretty great job. Do I want to listen to that? Or do I want to prove that you and I on accident do it as well? Yeah. Or better. That seems funnier.
1: I think it is funnier.
0: So Wheel in the Sky is the first Journey song. Uh, this is just a heart song. You know, the band Heart existed. All of Heart singles came out the year before. It's not right.
1: It's not like no nobody was doing this sort of thing. Right.
0: Nobody's inventing a wheel here. Right. Pun intended. Also, Hole in the Sky by Black Sabbath.
1: If you want to talk about things being in the
0: sky, listen to Hole in the Sky by Black Sabbath. Okay. Yeah. This episode's over. I don't know. Are we supposed to say that Journey is better than Heart? Because that's certainly not the
1: case. This is not a better Heart song than Heart's songs. Also, Wheel in the Sky, 99% of the people that know this song don't know the words to the song. They just know wheel in the sky keeps on turning i don't know the words i mean nobody knows the rest of the fucking words well that's you're describing journey i was gonna say does anybody know journey lyrics one
0: thing i do think is funny about journey songs is that a lot of them are named things that don't make sense based on the few bits of words that people do know from that song like the song lights this is the song where he says city about a million times When the lights go down in the city, I want to go back to my city because I love my city. Honestly, my city. Kind of weird. Yeah. I I got this thing from my city, you know. When the lights go down. Right. That song's called. In the city. So it's called
1: Lights. That song should be deleted from their freaking catalog. That's a shit song. This is
0: going to take us into the ultimate problem with having an opinion on Journey, which is that it's totally meaningless to even have an opinion on this. You might as well have an opinion on any individual piece of kitsch propaganda from Soviet Russia. This is the music version of a country's kitsch propaganda. If you're going to say I like Journey is the same as saying I like to like things. Oh yeah, I just like to like stuff, you know, that's stuff. This is level one stuff. And I like it. How
1: could you not like it? Because this is the best stuff.
0: I walked into the store and this was the first stuff that was there. So
1: I'm going to take this stuff and I'm going to go back home. A lot of people saw this stuff and they said it was good stuff. So obviously it's the best stuff.
0: You know how when bands go on tour, they're playing a show and they'll change the lyrics of a song to put Uh, the name of the city that they're in into the lyrics of the song. So that is a band pandering to an immediate audience in the room in front of them. It is... Super embarrassing to watch. Did you see the video
1: where he says the wrong? It's great. That stuff, may, I can't handle is Isn't there in Dallas where he goes, what's up, Houston? Or whatever, it gets it backwards. Like multiple times, I was like, oh my God.
0: Because this is a guy who decided to write a song where he didn't even try to pick an individual city right and he just wrote yeah. a song for anyone who lives in a city by the bay yeah. if you live in a city by a bay this one's for you because our singer is gonna
1: fuck up and say the name <laughs> God of the wrong town it, or thinking about it makes my eyeballs want to bleed
0: all of journey's music though is pandering on a higher level this yeah. is the musical version of putting the city's name so check this out so in the 80s In the 80s when that band Starship was recording this absolute travesty of a song called We Built This City. We built this city. There you go. Another big karaoke song. Journey was recording in the studio next door. It's pretty... Hard to imagine any scenario where Steve Perry didn't go over there like, yeah, Bernie, go for it, man. It'll be great. Do the song about the city. Everyone's going <laughs> to think it's great. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. Holds up a piece of paper with a sales report on it. <laughs> and then everyone proves him right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that song goes song on to crush huge. it. was
1: huge. It was huge. Most unremarkable music of all time.
0: Love and Touch and Squeezin' is another example of a song. A that- terrible song title. People don't know that this is the song. that it, This is the no. song
1: with na-na-na-na-na. They should just call it that. That should yeah. be the name of the it song. It should be the na-na-na-na-na-na song. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because yeah. that's the part that people know. Do you think that people who love Journey don't know about the band Boston?
1: More than <laughs> a feeling? There's no way. They have a very similar look. Like other t-shirts, I feel like, are interchangeable.
0: Boston was so ahead of its time. Look up when the band Boston happened. And also make sure to realize that that album, that first Boston album is just that guy going into the studio and recording the demos that he made by himself all over again, still in his basement lying that he's in a real studio somewhere. And meanwhile, he's buying the most expensive music gear he can just to justify all the money that they're giving to him because he thinks he's going to get in trouble for lying and just still recording that album in his basement Writing the blueprint for all of these bands to
1: later come along. And rip off everything? Yeah.
0: Boston... Pretty much laid the foundation for all this. And that was just a guy fucking around in his basement. I think Journey's a worse band
1: name than Boston. Boston's a pretty bad band name, though.
0: This is a terrible band name to have after the internet
1: exists. Journey?
0: I mean, Journey's not great. Any one-word band name isn't good anymore.
1: Not anymore, because you have to search Journey band. There's a million things that come up before Journey.
0: I think back then it was a lot of t-shirts they were trying to sell. And if you got just one word, you can get that legible on a shirt. Have a simple logo. Branding is definitely going to be a big part of it. Just something that people can
1: remember. I feel like it Journey was equivalent with having like a eagle airbrushed of your Trans Am. Trans Am, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: You could get this band's name airbrushed yeah. on your
1: car. I feel like aesthetically very similar to Steve Miller Band too. The look is that, and it's just that's what was popular at right. the time. It doesn't make any sense. A tie-dye journey shirt makes no sense.
0: When you're making music that's trying to appeal to as many people as possible, the yeah. trends that are attached to that music will also be the trends that are appealing at that time to as many people as possible. So you're talking like... Right turquoise colors, hippie stuff, but not hippie But you're not a hippie. You're in high school. As a fan of this band, you're not a hippie because you're still in high school, but you definitely want to be a hippie someday or at least go to California someday. But
1: then you just stamp it on a radio rock band, which is Journey. This is our aesthetic. Journey
0: really wasn't that commercial though, ever. They weren't that commercial? (laughs) Any Way You Want It is a song you might recognize from a state farm insurance commercial or a Southwest Airlines commercial or a Ford Automobiles commercial. This song's been in some commercials. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you want it? This is the one that uh, is the Cars song. There are absolutely people who think they're listening to the Cars when they hear this song. Right. The music of this song seems like something that a marching band would think was fun to play. <laughs> I think what this song's about, though, is a guy having a girl do some real freaky shit in bed. Wait, uh, and wait. then he any way you want it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He also needs her to tell him that it's okay that he liked it after it's over. This is my first time
1: actually thinking about this lyric. Any way you want it, that's the way. Wait. Hey, any way you want it, that's the way you need it. <laughs> what is he talking about? First
0: verse is just him talking about this girl. She loves to laugh, sing. She does everything. She loves to move. I guess she does everything is probably like, hey. This girl fucks, okay? All right. DTF.
1: She is banging me and it's cool. So This is like a not even a humble brag about getting laid. <laughs> this is just him bragging. I found a freak.
0: Yeah, she loves to groove, she loves the loving things, and then there's the all night part. <gasps>
1: Steve, can you uh, shoot us an email? Let us know what you were talking about when you wrote this. Because
0: he probably asked for three fingers. She probably gave it to him. <laughs> and then he was like, Tell me that's normal. Can you fit this bowling ball on your ass? <laughs> can, you fit, can you put this bowling ball on my asshole? <laughs>
1: Anyway, if you it want can't it, fit in
0: yours, I can fit it in mine for sure. Yeah, what else is this song about? You tell
1: me. No, I think that's it. I don't really know what else it could be about. You know, they're not the kind of band that would write a song about beer or anything like that.
0: Oh, do you want to talk about those Budweiser commercials right now? Because, yeah, Steve Perry definitely recorded Budweiser commercials. I, I would assume the whole band had to have been involved. Don't need another, a birthday, to a beer commercials used to be... Kind of creepy. Some pretty crazy shit to be able to just say to people, don't you think?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. After a hot gig, we go backstage and we open up ourselves and ice-cold Budweiser. Yo, that's some embarrassing shit. In my mind, any man who wrote a corporate jingle should just be deleted from music history, not inducted into the Hall of Fame. It sounds like a Journey song. It does. We don't know, I guess, if it was Journey or just him.
0: It could just be Steve Perry.
1: Again, Steve Perry's voice is Journey. Journey. Fair enough. I agree. I just think it's the least rock and roll thing that you can do. There's nothing less rock and roll than writing a jingle. One thing when you sell your music to a commercial, it's another (laughs) thing when you write the jingle for the commercial. You should be removed from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Moving on to Who's Crying Now. Keep the podcast rolling on to the next song. This is like a journey concert right here. We're dissecting a journey concert. We're going
0: on a journey. This is, yeah, we might even be going in the order of their set list. I don't
1: know. Who's Crying Now. I don't even know if I know who's crying now.
0: The one that you think is probably One Love.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is the one with the
0: guitar solo at the end
1: where he's just playing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, That's not a guitar solo, dude. That's just like, would you consider that a guitar solo? No,
0: it sounds like someone making fun of guitar solos. First of all, I'm almost willing to bet that that's what it is. The story of what this guitar solo is, is Neil. I have no idea if I'm even saying this guy's last name, right? Because who gives a shit? Neil Schoen is probably how it's pronounced. In my opinion, if you're dumb enough to quit Santana's band, you deserve to be in Journey, <laughs> is my opinion on Neil. You'll live with that. All there really is to say about this guy is that he's got a compression sustain pedal. And listen to the guitar solo at the end of this song, if you don't know what that is, and then go listen to every Journey song and you'll hear the same exact guitar sound. This solo is is the simplest thing that Neil could think of off the top of his head when everyone told him that the first guitar solo he recorded for the outro was too complicated. He played a real guitar solo that he wanted to play and everyone in the studio was like, "Mm, we can tell that he thought about that. But do something simpler. So this is what he did. Is this what you want to hear? Is this what you want to hear, you (laughs) fucking dumbasses? But then they go, yes, that's exactly actually what we want to hear. They call us bluff. They're like, print
1: it. We want you to try as little as you can,
0: please. It's like
1: below guitar player 101 level shit. Just lowest common denominator like, thing. If you've never played guitar in your life, I guarantee you could play that within a couple hours. The hardest part is knowing when you've bent the note to a new note, is the hardest part. <laughs> right. And yeah. you can
0: just listen to
1: that to know if you're doing Unless it. Unless you're pitch deaf, I guess. How many mushrooms do you have to eat to enjoy Journey Live? That's the question. How much acid did you eat? Well, here's my question. What's their production like? Are they
0: using the artwork and the imagery from their album covers and stuff? Because these guys had some real
1: trippy album covers that don't make any sense for this music. This is like Justin Bieber's album having the Lateralis (laughs) album cover. It doesn't make any sense. Every one
0: of these album covers would have made more sense as a cover of a Rush album. And they're better than Rush album covers to that end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rush should have been ripping off Journey for their album it covers. It would have made
1: way more sense.
0: I'm really trying to imagine what it would have been like to be a 17-year-old kid when this shit was coming out. No bullshit. I probably would have went for it. Sure. If yeah, I'm 17 yeah, years yeah. old at the time, with the world being the way that it is, yeah, I would have for sure been bored. Sure. You know?
1: You're <laughs> so, absolutely bored.
0: Honestly, even if I hated this, I guess you would have to pretend that you liked it, right? To
1: be good. Sociable. If you liked the guitar-driven music, yeah, I mean, what were your choices? There weren't a lot of choices.
0: If you don't like Journey, you're just an asshole. Well, yeah, we're assholes. You and I are assholes, so it's fine for us to sit down and dump on this band. Sure. But for real, if you don't like
1: Journey, you're in the asshole club. Welcome. Grab a membership card. Yo, do me a favor real quick if you're listening to this podcast. Which uh, you are. What you're obviously f- <laughs> listening to this podcast. Oh, you think they're listening to the podcast right now? They're still listening. <laughs> yeah, I... Yes, they're listening. Yeah. We really need you to subscribe wherever you're listening. Hit the subscribe button. Definitely make sure you're subscribed. We've got merch now. What? Shirts and
0: pins and stickers and stuff. Yeah, on the website. Go to our website, yfbspod.com. Just do it. Just do it. That would be a good slogan for something. We should make a shirt. Okay. I'm not even sure about this next song if it deserves a spot on the list. If it does, it's because it's the song sequence between "Don't Stop Believing" and "Who's Crying Now" on the same album. Uh huh. But "Stone in Love," I think this is a song where people may know it when they hear it. They don't know it based on the title because, again, people—I don't know it based on the title. It's the those summer nights are going. Stoned in love. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. It's between Don't Stop Believing and Who's Crying Now on the album. A lot of people probably made it through half that side while going through their parents' record collection. I was going to say,
1: first of all, People that know the song, part of it was because this music was put out before you had the ability to just skip a song. You know what I mean? Like it was on a tape more than likely. You had to exert effort to not hear a song. And also fast forwarding could damage your tape. So you just let it play. The song became known more than likely because you didn't skip it. Things that people that had tape lived through. Oh you youngins that never had that A lot of people going through their
0: parents record collection They see one of those album covers we're talking about the fuck is this? This is cool Yeah
1: this looks like Heavy Metal the magazine But music? Right. Let's throw it on Music to smoke weed to It it definitely looks like that Definitely looks like it. It turns out it's a Justin Bieber album Let's talk more about these album covers I guess I'm gonna pull them up real quick.
0: A few years into this Band's five year run where they made Those ten songs that everyone knows In the period of time that we're talking about They started using the image of a scary of a beetle you know what one of uh-huh. those beetles is like yeah, from the yeah. mummy movies this band starts using that beetle on their album covers and their t-shirts and whatnot i don't know if many journey fans realize this but the reason why egyptians started saying that kind of beetle was sacred is because it pushes around little balls of shit yeah. And they thought that that was a good metaphor to represent their sun god moving the sun across the sky. There you go. A little bit of history for you. In other words, the wheel in the sky is actually a ball in the sky made out of poop. The Egyptians also thought that that species of beetle reproduced by the male having sex with the ball of shit, by the way.
1: <laughs> and we'll see. The first Journey album, first of all, did anybody care about the first album? I don't no. think so. There's No hits on there. Totally different. The album is just Totally dumb. different band, yeah. The second one, the album cover is also pretty dumb. Third album, Next, with their faces on it, really bad. But then, it's like they did DMT. Yeah, neon Egypt outer space yeah. shit. Which yeah. makes no sense compared to the music whatsoever. The next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The rest of the albums pretty much had some pretty crazy shit beetle artwork. This
0: is the kind of stuff guys get airbrushed on the sides of their vans. Every now and then you see a sweet lowrider with some shit like this airbrushed on the hood. And you're just like, fuck yeah, dude. Don't know what your life is like, but you're nailing
1: that. Dude, if you look at the album cover for Evolution, probably think the band is pretty cool because the artwork's not that bad. Yeah, totally wild. The Departure album, which starts off with Any Way You Want It. This album does not scream Any Way You Want It, dude. this album artwork screams. It looks like a
0: Santana. Yes. Actually, that's a good point. It looks like a Santana album cover. And this dude was in Santana's band in the 70s when a Santana album covers look like that. We're going to get an
1: angry email from somebody Mm -hmm. going, yeah, because they use the same artwork, dude. (laughs) They use the same artist, man. You guys don't even research anything. I just think it's hilarious
0: that they thought this beetle was so badass because the Egyptians worshipped it, but clearly
1: had no idea. Dude, I know people with that tattoo. I I need to to remind them of what it is. So that's why you're trying to just skip over this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm offending all my friends right now. All right, we got to start talking about Don't Stop Believing. The hard part is, is this song is just going to get stuck in my face freaking head and i'm going to go to sleep tonight uh-huh. singing this dumb song because it's like a disease it rots your brain i don't believe i want to stop if we do live in a simulation
0: someone programmed the fuck out of yeah. this earworm yeah you know
1: this is like outdated code that somehow survived all the upgrades to the systems that they did they leave this one old thing in right. as like an easter yeah. egg yeah this yeah. this is the easter egg of like oh you're gonna listen to this Now it's going to get stuck in your brain. Of
0: course it is. I can do the piano thing in my head from memory. Dude. I'm definitely not going to list everything that this song's been in, but uh, one of the deep cuts I thought was kind of funny is before this song came back and became the thing that it became, because this is something that we'll even have to get into, is this song wasn't as big of a hit as it later became. Kind of like We Will Rock You with Queen. Yeah, Mighty Ducks or Bohemian Rhapsody with Wayne's World. Right. People knew that song but after Wayne's World it became a whole different thing. This song had like five, ten fucking things happen to turn it into something that it never really was at the time and before that stuff all happened this song is playing in the scene in The Wedding Singer when Adam Sandler gets stood up at the altar.
1: Oh, right. They're
0: playing an instrumental of Don't Stop Believin'.
1: If you've ever gone to a sport event, whatever it is, if the home team is losing... There's a Uh, uh, 99% uh, uh. chance you're going to hear this song in a break. I'm telling you. Yes. And everyone around around is going to be like mumbling the words. Like, yeah, man, don't stop believing this. We could pull out this victory. It's
0: played everywhere. It's played anywhere, anywhere
1: that has speakers set up to play music in a public space. I feel like if somebody puts this on a karaoke, they should be beat up. That's... Maybe not. Verbally. How about verbally? (laughs) Verbally beat them up. They should be verbally accosted. We don't encourage violence. Yeah, I don't want to beat anyone up. Don't beat them up. Call them an asshole and you should boo them. Scream. Scream. Your favorite band sucks. You're like, how can you say we're assholes and you're the person playing this at karaoke? I
0: don't understand how this song became the karaoke song. Again, the only reason this happened or Because I'm just a small town boy, dude. Steve Perry can sing this song. What is it about Steve Perry singing this song that makes everyone want to sing it poorly? I'm living in a lonely world. This song is about growing up in Canada. If you go south of Detroit, you're in Canada. Look at a map. This is a song about a Canadian. <laughs> This is a song about a Canadian? People like this song because they like feeling like they're on the same page as everyone around them. Because of how many people can identify with those lyrics. Because this is just pandering to the lowest common denominator. This
1: is the thing. Most people want to leave this yeah. place where they're born. Dude, it's yeah. generic lyrics that anyone could relate to
0: at some point in their life. And that's why even though we are assholes for talking shit on this band. There are more things than that to make me an asshole. Here's another thing. I get extremely uncomfortable anytime I'm in any situation where everyone else in the room all agrees about everything. And they start hyping each other up about it. I mean, I don't want to give any examples. There was a podcast recording that you and I attended in the audience. Yeah, And it was the kind of show where it's all about everyone agreeing that some people are good and some people are bad. And yeah. then they would show pictures of the bad people and everyone in the room would start hissing. <laughs> and even though I didn't like those bad people either, I had to get the fuck out of that room. Yeah, Cause I'm just like, well, are we going to run out of here in a mob or what's going <laughs> right. to happen? Are, are we going to track these people down or something? People who all think the same thing and start getting riled up about it. Scary. It's, it's a problem for me. Yeah. Journey is the musical equivalent of that. If you're the kind of person who just gets stoked when a Journey song comes on,
1: oh, I'm going to get a little worried. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to be in Target one day. It's going to come on and I'm going to look. And there's just going to be some dude getting into it and I'm going to run away.
0: The people who like this are people who would like anything when it comes on in the bar and everyone else starts singing along to it. Because that's what it's about. It's just a sing-along song. They're getting pumped, I think, about this thing that they know everyone's going to
1: take part in. Sure.
0: Yeah, we're all going to do something together right now. Again, I want to do the opposite of that almost all the time.
1: Well, yeah. Stick these people in a daycare class and put on What Did The Fox Say? They're stoked now because all the kids are singing every lyric to What Did The Fox Say? All of a sudden, it's a good song. There's just some category of songs that are like this. I don't know what has to happen for a song to enter into
0: that category. If this this song hadn't entered that category. All the people who freak out about it would not freak out about it because they're not doing that for musical reasons. Right. It's not about the song itself. It's about everything around the song. This is on an album called Escape. This album starts with the song Don't Stop Believing," So they clearly knew people were going to like that song because they sequenced it for leading with it. But the title track, the one that they named the same thing as the whole album. So they clearly thought that they had laid it the fuck down on this song, you know? Mm-hmm. I would bet that 99.9% of the people who sing along to Don't Stop Believing" and Love It When It Comes On if they went and listened to the title track of this album, they would not like it. Because all the things that suck about Journey will be evident to them. If you don't have a thousand people around you all singing along to it, this is so awesome, this is so awesome, really stands out that this is just lowest common denominator stuff. Here's another thing. It's not just sporting events. Look at how many politicians have tried to use Oh my God. Don't Stop believing as a campaign song. Yeah. If yeah. there's a list of all the politicians that have tried to use Don't Stop Believin' on their campaign,
1: it's long. No shit, it's probably 90 percent or more. If you told me right now I researched it and 100% of them used it at some point, I wouldn't even bet not. Yes, of course they did.
0: Would you say... That politicians are a group of people whose actual job it is to attempt to appeal to as wide of a fan base as
1: possible. That is literally what they're doing. That
0: is the actual job description of being a politician is to try to appeal to as many people as possible. In the most soulless possible way. Here's something that's happening in politics right now is everyone hates everyone even if you agree with them. Everyone who cares about politics is piss the fuck off All at the time. people who 99% agree with them.
1: But that 1%, They're fuck sick. you. They're going to eat your asshole out over it.
0: <laughs> That's because your political group was formed around the idea of being inclusive of as many people as can conceivably be possible. Yeah. As many votes as possible. The name of the game that built this so-called community, okay? There's going to be a huge percentage of shitheads in any group that is assembled in an attempt to have the largest group
1: possible. You're gonna have a huge percentage of shitheads actually.
0: I would be willing to bet that the number of fist fights at an average journey concert is huge.
1: Off the charts. Yeah, yeah. I
0: bet people get in fist fights at journey shows all the time. Yeah. Cause there's nothing here to say. If you like this, it means you're maybe inclined to be this kind of person versus right. that possibly kind of person. This
1: way, right, right. We're
0: just trying to make something that as many people as possible would like. How could it go wrong?
1: Basically, animals. Also,
0: if it happens to be a band that's literally done beer commercials, right? They're
1: animals, and they're encouraging you to drink Bud Light from the actual stage. It's gonna well, create a. It's problem. It's almost like
0: someone didn't sit down and draft this out
1: before they executed the <laughs> concept, or maybe they did and they didn't care. Yeah, I guess maybe that was part of their psychopathic plan. I bet they have nine houses. I'm sure they have nice houses. It's
0: not like Don't Stop Believing" is the worst song on this album or anything. They clearly thought that Don't Stop Believin' was going to be a hit and that the title track was going to be a hit. All right, we don't know which one of these it's going to be. It's either going to be the first one or the one we named the whole album after. Yeah. Again, go listen to the one they named the album after. You're not going to like it. Those weird ways that Steve Perry enunciates his syllables (laughs) become ridiculous. Go listen to the song on this album called mother father anyone who got mad when they saw that we made this episode if they're somehow still listening to this yeah, if you made if they, it this far go, if you go listen to this song i don't know how you can say that we're only doing this to be assholes yeah because this is not a good band people only like the songs that they know because the ones that they don't know they hear for what they are and this is what they sound like mother father lyrics don't you know that i'm alive for you i'm your seventh son and when lightning strikes the family have faith believe
1: mm. it doesn't mm. rhyme no i was gonna say there's no rhyme scheming
0: not at all what though <laughs> like what are the lyrics because i don't understand what he, he's the seventh son is he though is that true i would bet not oh this is just a thing right a thing from blues music but lightning strikes his whole family that's brutal, dude. What are your, what's it's your tough. family doing? Are they all flying kites in a lightning <laughs> storm at the same time? And
1: they all died. It's this attempt to be real super emotional. I always so, love it when bands try to be super deep like that. I thought you were going to say it was like some Greek mythology or something like that. I
0: think this is more Roger Waters. Yeah, yeah, okay. Teenage type shit. Open Arms, I don't even know what to say about this song. It's just, it's a ballad. Which a majority of their hits are. Ballad churning machines it's another song that's designed to be a song you already know Hmm. designed to feel like a song that you've heard your whole life the first time you hear it. So by the time you've heard it your whole life, it makes sense.
1: This is a song they play at every wedding. The song is played at a lot of weddings. If you're listening to this podcast on your way to a wedding, guarantee you're going to hear it, especially if somebody was on their fifth marriage and they're, you know, over the age of 40. They hit the same territory again with Faithful Leaf.
0: All these songs can just be plugged in. It is a fact that Don't Stop Believing is massive more than these other ones. Half these other songs that everyone knows by Journey could have filled that hole just as well. Sure. You just got to not stop believing that it's possible for a band to, on purpose, be the worst thing. Did you know that there were two Journey video games made? No. Again, as mainstream as possible, let's do everything. Decades before Guitar Hero, two video games. There was a legit arcade cabinet old school video game that is usually on a list of the worst arcade games ever made, purely from a gameplay standpoint, by the way. None of these guys were like, can you make sure a video game's good? I have an idea for a video game. As if anyone would expect Journey to care about quality control. (laughs) Or video games? Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? And if you think that sounds like an asshole thing to say, go watch the video for the song Separate Ways. It's hilariously bad. They play air instruments all of them even the keyboard player poor guy's got to stand there and stab down with
1: his hands open if you don't think this song is a bad song the video i think will ruin the song if you're like oh i don't mind that song by journey you guys are wrong about that song watch the video you'll never take it serious ever again
0: this is a very early music video in the lifespan of the art form but it is still a very bad music video. Yeah, You know, go back and watch it. This is right around the time MTV came out. So you kind of had to make music videos. These guys strike me as people who probably didn't even want to be there, but then they get there and it's like, okay, we're going to be on a wharf, a commercial loading dock. Yeah. And you're going to pretend to play your instruments and then we'll like, edit them in to where they're under you sometimes. I think they nail the keyboard player's keyboards to the wall. Really? Yeah, they put a Orson Welles angle up above him. Oh, a pre-MySpace yeah. looking down on the guy <laughs> angle. And he's like on the wall looking up at the camera, stabbing his oh, keys.
1: God. It's rough. And they're just lip syncing the whole yeah, time. Yeah, and
0: there's a random hot girl which pissed off Steve Perry's girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, this is when he was dating Sherry, by the way. Uh, the Steve Perry so- solo song, Oh, Sherry. Yeah. He was dating her at the time time of this music video really yeah there's a book called i want my mtv i think Uh, it's the the oral history of mtv i'm pretty sure is where i got this from i will try to remember to (laughs) give credit to those authors in the in the outro uh, outro of this episode yeah Yeah, so if you want to know more about that book keep listening after we stop So MTV alone, if MTV put your video in rotation, you were
1: going to sell albums. Sure. MTV sold a lot of albums for this band. Oh, God, yeah. People probably thought this video was awesome at the time. You know what I mean? I don't know. The bar was set so
0: low. I bet a lot of people saw this band for the first time in this music video and it really bummed them out. Because
1: again, they're looking at the album covers. They don't really know. Well, no. If you saw the album covers, this video is literally the exact opposite. This This is nowhere close to the same band that you would think.
0: Yeah. Whoever was in charge of their image or whatever did a very bad job. There was a huge disconnect. Consistency is not (laughs) a part of this at all.
1: Very huge disconnect between. The artwork, the songs, and then the music video. It is as if there are three different bands.
0: So, the last song on our list of 10 songs
1: that everyone knows is Faithfully, which I guess really probably is in more weddings.
0: I save this for the end because this is my favorite song to talk about. Like we said in the Rush episode, which will have come out by this time, Faithfully was written by the keyboard player. One stupid reference to the Midnight Sun aside, it's plainly a message from that keyboard player, a touring musician, to his wife back home that she can trust him because he loves her so much and he'll be true to her forever and ever. Yeah. Then the dude's wife divorced him. Oh, man. I got to assume that she was like... Yeah, but I didn't ask. <laughs> why are you trying to sell this so hard? Right. Every time she calls his hotel room, he answers the phone. I'm not cheating on you. I'm forever yours. I swear <laughs> I'm not cheating on you. Both of the Journey video games had quote unquote groupie characters in them. I'm going to go play They're it. They're terrible. i to find
1: it. I want to play as a groupie.
0: I did look at some screenshots of what the gameplay looked like. And uh-huh. it's so apparently one of these games, the idea of it was... That it would have a camera built into the cabinet. It would take your picture and put your face on the character that you were playing as. Oh, my God. But it's real old, janky technology. So it looks terrible. There's no way people thought this was cool. But the first thing that people started doing with this game was taking pictures of their dicks. (laughs) because of course yeah, they'd find a way to get their dick into the frame so then they could play with a
1: dickhead character the whole time (laughs) that's probably the best part of the game so that game didn't even make it to pass testing right guys everyone's just taking dick pics so
0: what they did instead was they had the guys in Journey come in right and take pictures of them and just put those in as the pictures that are on the character. But if you're going to do that, you could have just built a whole game around Journey. You could have drawn the face to match the body and everything. Because this looks like, do you remember when uh, Game Boys had a camera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Game Boy camera and how terrible that looked? Yeah. That's the kind of picture we're talking about here. Right. One megapixel, not even. But we're talking pre-Game Boys right Right. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, it's that level of quality, that fidelity on this picture that's then put on Onto like a cartoon video game body. Yeah. It makes no sense. They do have a version of groupies in that game and the next game that they make. I want to play the game and I want to be a groupie. You are a
1: groupie. For who?
0: <laughs> Did you know that we can thank the song faithfully for the song Heaven by Brian Adams? If Steve Perry was singing that, you would think that was Journey. That's because Brian Adams was playing some shows with Journey when they were. Touring on faithfully. Yeah. And got to get me one of those, you know? <laughs> it's hack shit inspiring hack shit. And Heaven was a huge hit. It was huge.
1: Heaven was a bigger song than Faithful. It's
0: really frustrating to see people decide to do this shit. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do something that everyone's going to buy. I'm going to on purpose make the thing that I know everyone's going to buy. Yeah. It's the same. Do you remember in the Bon Jovi episode where we talk about how they had test screenings of? Of the music for teenagers yeah yeah they bust in teenagers had them listen to it give us your feedback right
1: would you share this with a friend yes or no
0: that's honestly only a single step beyond what something like journey is i would not surprise me at all if it were to come out that someone did do market research for journey Here are the words that are most common in the choruses of songs that are popular right now. Pre-Cambridge Analytica.
1: 100%. You know what I'm saying? They had a data group. Here's the thing. If you made it this far in the podcast and you don't think that this band is a group of assholes, this band was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Steve Perry, the singer for Journey, was there. The singer for Journey (laughs) did not want to play when requested that Journey would play a song. He said, I don't want to do that. He accepted and gave a very eloquent speech, as much as you can give to your dickhead band members. The band played with a new guy. How do you not, for one second, respect the fact that the singer for your band doesn't want to play? So you just say, thank you for letting us into the Hall of Fame. We are not going to play tonight. We really love you guys, blah, blah, blah. But instead, you have your fill-in Singer play. What it makes me think of
0: is just the most awful, awkward post-divorce situations that people ever get put in, you know, where one of the people now has a new spouse yeah, and it's going to be a thing, okay? It's going to be a real thing. A big thing. If you don't go out of your way yeah. to be like super nice to this person, all this shit, you know? Yeah. That's really what this feels
1: like from the outside. It's so awkward. There's a picture of their new singer, who I almost kind of felt bad for, giving Steve Perry like a hug. And Steve Perry was being very, as nice as you can well, you be gotta, to the guy that you can't hate him. You've
0: got to know that new singer
1: worships Steve right. Perry, he Perry worships too. Steve yeah. Perry, A, and B, it's not his fault. You know, no. Steve Perry can't hate that dude. Also, I just think to me, when I was looking at all that stuff, I was like, that is the most dickheaded thing I have ever seen in my life a band do. Sing.
0: In front of Steve Perry. What are you
1: doing? Yeah. Just don't fucking play, man. The singer, the reason why you are in the Hall of Fame. A huge reason. He's the only reason.
0: This band is not in the Hall of Fame without without Steve Perry. Perry. Sure. The only reason why the band is in the Hall of Fame (laughs) is is not on stage. Yeah.
1: Is the situation. If that's not clear. Ultimate middle finger. Also, not only to Steve Perry, but also to Journey fans. How do you respect that? I don't know.
0: Before we go, because someone's going to say, how could you not talk about this? One of the reasons that Don't Stop Believin' came back and became this massive song on a bigger scale than it ever had before as just a regularly released single, the final scene of The Sopranos. Yes. The TV series Sopranos yes. ends with a scene uh. that has Don't Stop Believing" playing in the background. In fact, the very last thing you hear in The Sopranos is, don't stop they made a very famous creative decision to just cut it right there. Then there's this whole debate about in that episode, is Tony Soprano what? dead or not? Right. Did he get yeah, killed yeah. in that restaurant?
1: Famously ruining the and A lot of people were not happy with that. Injected this song back into the psyche of millions of Sopranos so viewers.
0: I think there are people who may not even believe how huge of a TV show, The Sopranos. People who weren't alive, younger people yeah, listening to yeah, this, yeah, they yeah. don't sure, know. Sure. Seriously, just go back and look at the
1: numbers. Yeah. They this show was doing. Dude, it took HBO to the level that it is. If you like HBO, Game of Thrones exists because of the fucking Sopranos. The Wire, all that shit is why anything on HBO exists today.
0: If you think big budget HBO TV shows are cool, it's because of the success of The Sopranos. 100%. It's what gave them their current business model. For sure. Mark is absolutely
1: right about so that. So millions of people were brain fucked again. I personally think
0: It's awesome that The Sopranos chose to use that song to end their show instead of any song by Bon Jovi. Go fuck yourself, John.
1: so true I mean he's like the guy from that place a band from San Francisco the
0: Jersey thing to do would have been use Bon Jovi I wonder if he was
1: ever pissed I hope he was
0: I bet John Bon Jovi was watching that last episode of the Sopranos I know they didn't clear it with me but maybe my manager's trying to surprise me yeah for sure Bon
1: Jovi was upset if your favorite band is Journey your favorite band sucks
0: You're welcome for listening to your favorite band Sucks, and you are welcome for how well we explained the reasons you've hated Journey your whole life, even if you weren't sure exactly why. Share that experience by going to yfbspod.com for a link to this episode that you can send to everyone you know who has a smartphone. All the Journey fans probably on Facebook, just saying. I did want to let everyone know there is a subreddit for the podcast. It seems like all the best meltdowns in response to the show happen on Reddit, so it makes sense for us to be on that site. We are at reddit.com slash r slash yfbspod. So I thought about it some more, and working in a karaoke bar would absolutely be worse than working retail in the winter. Karaoke bars do the same thing year-round. It's not just a season, it's your life. Getting a job at a karaoke bar must be one of the most soul-crushing things that can happen to a person. Another major thing, imagine how many of your favorite songs you'd have to hear destroyed night after night. I gotta imagine you'd be out in public and hear a song that you used to like, but all you can think of is two nights before when you heard someone murdering it. It's just bad. Uh, Sorry if that Budweiser jingle gets stuck in anyone's head, gets stuck in my head every time I hear it, and I definitely had to listen to it many more times than you did, so tough shit, sorry. Lastly, I did want to be sure to give credit to that book, I Want My MTV by Rob Tannenbaum and Craig Marks, that is where I read the story about Journey filming the Separate Ways video. I read that book several years ago, and all the time I'm remembering stories from that book. They're not really in the business of tearing things down, so you do have to read between the lines to see, oh, this is why popular music got so much more terrible after MTV became a thing. If you like this show and you know how to read, you'll probably find that book pretty interesting yeah we're about shaking things up you've got the old model we're the new model keeping everything fresh changing course that's what we're all about here at your favorite band sucks finding a new mode of operation uh, just the other day mark was telling me about this mode i'd never heard of what did he, he called it he called it oh yeah depeche mode it sucks but he was going on and on about it so i figured.